previously on Lost. Who are the Oceanic Six? Like, who are each of them? But also, you know, why is it the Oceanic Six? Why are there only six people who at least the public knows of as getting off the island? Uh, I'm decoding the name Abaddon on the fly. Mm -hmm. It's an anagram of bad one. Uh, uh. He asks, are they still alive? And Hurley freaks out. It's hard to even imagine guys being dudes anymore, you know? Yeah, I I know. The Council of Island Dads can never just meet up. It feels in the same way we get a bittersweet goodbye to Charlie. We may find that one day we miss the aimless, chill beach episode. Hurley saying, it's going to do whatever it takes to bring us back. And Jack says, we're never going back. Hurley never say never, dude. I have to say, I I feel like I have lost summoning sickness in that at the beginning of every subsequent season after the first, I feel like jet lagged and like Mm -hmm. almost like paralyzed by how fast everything moves Yeah, and how there are suddenly new characters. And it just, it just takes me a couple episodes to find my footing. Which this, I think it's this season in particular, because this was the first season of shorter, a shorter season span. Right. Mm -hmm. So they did sort of maybe overcompensate a little bit in that, like, it went from no padding every episode, like, it went from, you know, the first three seasons where there were plenty of episodes with that were just padding where nothing really happened, no one got introduced, to this year where they're kind of just, every episode is, like, a big happening. It's it's one of those unfortunate things where you're so excited to see the fates of the other Oceanic Six. Is that what they call them? Yeah, well, so that's exactly what I was going to say, too, yeah. Yeah, you're so excited that, like... You spend an episode not only meeting someone new, but meeting, like, four complete fuckers. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think well, I enjoyed, I, enjoyed I would, myself. I, I would say two complete fuckers, one just hapless sad sack, and one guy who I'd love to hang out with. You should, you should unveil over, uh, as we talk about them, you should say. Okay, I, w- I would do that. Well, let's, let's, let's just get going, then. So this is... The Lost Me podcast. My name's Ben. That's Spencer. We talk about the show Lost uh, episode by episode because I've seen it a whole bunch and Spencer's never seen it before. And tonight we are talking about season four, episode two, Confirmed Dead, uh, centered on the science team. Um, we've kind of given our, our basic uh, thoughts on the episode. I, I think it's a pretty good one, but I agree with you that like, yeah, and I especially remember the time being like, I want to know who else is in the Oceanic Six, right? Like we know three of them. So who else is off the island? Like, let's get to that right away. And instead we get these these four new characters who I think have some potential, but I still was sort of like, I remember, and even watching it again now being like, man, I want to get to the to the flash forwards, as it were. Yeah, and may- maybe this is a, vir- a virtue of how we're watching the show now. But yeah, it's just like a new season, just like, it just starts, it's, it's moving fast. It's like, what, mm-hmm. what kind of a show am I watching now? That is another thing, right, is that this is the first time, like, no one's on the beach right now. I guess people are heading back to it, but, like, our beach camp is gone in terms of being populated. So, like, it's definitely a different show now than it was, you know, before the trek away at the end of season three. 
All right, so we start off with uh, who, a man who we would later find out is named Daniel Faraday, another uh, pretty uh, on-the-nose name. Uh, do you know who Michael Faraday is? I know what a Faraday cage is, I think. Michael Faraday is an English scientist who contributed to this. This is from Wikipedia. I don't know this off the top of my head. Contributed to the study of electromagnetism and electrochemistry. Having him go to the island where there's electromagnetic anomalies and naming him Daniel Faraday is uh, your classic lost on the nose stuff. But before we even get to him, we see the uh, oceanic wreckage, and that's a pretty cool little little scene, I thought. It's one of the weirdest starts to a lost episode we've ever had, which is pretty fun. Um, are, are there, were there any items of note as we, as we panned toward the wreckage that I missed? I don't think so. Okay. But then we see our, our boy Daniel Faraday watching this exploration and crying. And when his uh, caretaker asks him why he's so upset, he says he doesn't know. So yeah. kind of weird. This Daniel obviously is the helpless sad sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I do know that I, I just love the look of this guy. You said he, you, did you say he had played Manson? He's, he's played Manson at least once. Yeah, he's just like, he's so thin, he has fucked up hair. He's yeah. just a, a fun, fun kind of dude to see on television. Exactly. You don't, you don't see guys who are ugly in that specific way on TV very often. Do we, do we really see anything else in this one? It's kind of short. Not much, just the shortest, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Miles, uh, definitely one of the two fuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> goes and steals a bunch of cash from this lady's drug dealer grandson yeah you know at first when it was clear that pretty clear he can talk to ghosts in this i was just like wait ghost hunting confirmed to be real in the lost universe yeah. but the more i thought about it it's just oh he's just a walt type you know yeah i think that's right how, how do you pronounce this actor's name ken lang I believe it's Leung. Ken Leung. Uh, I could be wrong on that. I'm not good at names. At first, I thought he was with Hurley in the insane asylum, in the mental institution. Um, But then I realized I was thinking about his great role in The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. Um, He has a a fun role there as just kind of another another case study of someone completely fucked up by the... uh, immigrant experience in the u.s uh he's also he's in x3 the worst x-men movie as the guy mm-hmm. with the little spikies that come out of his yeah yeah his uh skin and i think we've talked about this before he is one of the two cops in the very first saw movie yep yep um anything else from this not really i mean he seems to be sincerely Practicing the art of ghost hunting, but also just uh, trying to uh, use it to make a quick buck where possible. Yeah. Um, Okay. So then we get, in a name that I I couldn't make up if I wanted to, Charlotte's name, this character's name is Charlotte Staples Lewis, which is literally just the female version of Clive Staples Lewis, a.k.a. C.S. Lewis, Chronicles of Narnia. God damn it, you guys. Yeah, just just so I, bad. I think maybe once you start, it's like, why even stop? Yeah. You know? I mean, you literally named the lead character Jack Shepard. And his um, father, 
Christian Shepherd. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, why even like once once you've done that, there's not really a lower to go to. Um, have you ever read a C.S. Lewis book? I read The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe when I was a kid. Yeah, um, I, whenever whenever I hear an adult uh, express like a lot of fondness for C.S. Lewis, I'm just like, all right. But this flashback, despite Charlotte uh, definitely being one of the fuckers, a uh, lot to lot to see here. First off, yeah, yeah. Uh, she obviously has a reason to not believe that the 815 crash was real. But then even more interesting, digging in Tunisia, she finds a polar bear with a Dharma tag on it. What do you make of that? Yeah, one uh, wonders if there was another another kind of dharma outpost uh and if it's buried you know yeah it's like is is this time fuckery yeah that would certainly be cool um did she did she say why she's suspicious of the realness of the plane no uh her friend just says how many languages do you have to read it in to believe it she says how many different languages are there um all right and then and then the guy i love who i just want to chill with Mm -hmm. my boy frank lapidus just hanging out looking awesome this guy uh, looks like Parrot Head Locke. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to describe it. Like when I saw him in a little preview, I thought, okay, this is Locke in present day, also like with a fucked up beard. If Locke's dad had just followed Jimmy Buffett around instead of pushing him out a window, this would be <laughs> this would be Locke. Yeah, everyone else seems to have some unique interest in in the goings on of the island. This guy just happened to like, just happened to notice that like maybe the, the pilot wasn't who he says he was. Yep, wasn't wearing his wedding ring. Yeah, I suppose now we have pretty much confirmed that that's a fake plane down there. Um, mm-hmm. some, some like piece in the newscast said, oh, the pressure like destroyed any hope of recovering other bodies or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got... Uh... Naomi's, you know, typical lost Coda scene uh, in the episode after she dies, where she is speaking with Matthew Abaddon, who we met last week, and is talking about how dangerous this is. It's said that her people, the people she's bringing were chosen for very specific reasons. I mean, the thing I remember coming out of this with, and though I know the answer, that I still come out of this scene with uh, wondering, you know, in putting my mind in a viewer who's never seen it before, is who is behind this right like who is paying naomi who has picked all these people that to me is is the big mystery here him trying to sell it i suppose lance reddick can but it's just like naomi we're pairing you with uh four piece of shit losers (laughs) so yeah that's there's the flashbacks like i said i you know it was a little disappointing because i just wanted a flash forward but I still think they work. I mean, I think this is a pretty effective way to bring four new characters in pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Worked for me. First off, classic Locke moment. Standing in the in the rain and Hurley asking him what's going on. That's that's season one Locke. He's back in his element. He's feeling it. How so? Well, just, you know, he's predicting the weather. He's he's experiencing the island. Yeah, good for him. I like that for him. Yeah, me too. It's it's great. Um, Hurley lets slip that he's had a cabin encounter too. Hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Locke and Ben's ears both both kind of perk up at that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hurley is a special mm-hmm. boy too. <laughs> yeah. And 
we get this sort of confirmation from Locke that the bullet passed right through where uh, his kidney would have been. Yeah, yeah. I I do love the conversation between Sawyer and Locke that Walt has been guiding him. And when Sawyer says, what did he look like? Locke just says taller, which is, <laughs> of course, a reference to the fact that Malcolm Jamal Malcolm Jamal. Malcolm Lloyd Kelly, Malcolm Jamal Water is uh, the kid from the Cosby Show. It's not just because they're black; they both have three three word <laughs> names that start with Malcolm. Who's the actor who played Walt? Ah, oh, yeah, it was Cousin Skeeter, I think. Cousin Skeeter. <laughs> I'm googling what happens when you get shot in the kidney. I think it would just like kind of bile and stuff would leak out, right? Ugh, I hate bile. That bile's not good. Yeah, passed right through him. Uh, so um, we have that that put away. Uh, lots of good Ben stuff in this episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just like needling Sawyer about how Kate would never pick him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then getting the shit kicked out of him. Really gets to him. Um, yeah. And then they find uh, our new friend Charlotte uh, hanging from a tree. And, uh, well, I guess they don't find her hanging from a tree. She's hanging from the tree and then they find her. Yeah. Um I love sort of the like very like steely acting from all of our losties as Charlotte explains herself, especially Hurley, just like feeling very like doing a very good job of like showing how little they care what she's having what she's there to say. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting to have so much of the cast kind of in lock mode. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's a natural effect of him being him being the leader now. I like to when uh, Ben gets some get some choice words with Carl. Oh yeah, I would love to berate Carl. You know. Yeah. But what does he says? If you're gonna sleep with my daughter, you may as well call call me Ben. Yeah. When he just fills uh, Charlotte full of holes, man, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of in some ways, it's sort of like. Similar to the scene of Jack pulling the trigger, even though the gun wasn't loaded, our character flipping out and shooting someone, but then it turning out that they're wearing a vest. Yeah, I mean, it's still cool. It sort of crosses over with the other plot, but they send Charlotte's GPS unit off on Vincent. Good use of good boy Vincent. He has, he he gets to shine again in this episode, which is always fun. Yeah, I don't even remember the last time. Although, honestly, I was a little, I was a little taken aback because it was like, for all Locke's group, knew they could have lost Vincent forever in that moment. I feel like everyone knows that Vincent can just take care of himself, right? Like, yeah, that's true. He he may not be as special as you once thought he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I'm going to spoil it for you. Vincent is not the monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mind at all. Of course, I didn't, didn't think he was, but I'm looking back, and that was a pretty solid early theory. No, it was, uh, for real. <laughs> back before you know anything it's not a bad thought yeah um, um but i still think vincent is pretty special right he's, he's a special boy oh yeah he's very sweet eventually after ben tries to kill charlotte uh Locke is going to kill him and that's when he pulls out all of his information gives everyone's full name and poor terry o'quinn has to deliver the line ben what is the monster what? The black smoke, the monster. What is it? It felt as if, like, 
someone was just inserting the very first audience question from season one. I don't, yeah. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I would defend it on this ground. So like, if you're Locke, that's probably the most unexplainable thing about the island, right? Yeah. And the thing that, like, if this guy's serious that he can give you answers, he has to know that. Yeah, that bringing it up, bringing up the monster, which the show in, intermittently forgets about, yeah. <laughs> like, and then still not answering it. It's uh, it's a little it's, yeah, I see what you're it's, saying. It's pretty audacious. And he says he has a man on their boat, which uh, lots of potential there. Who, if you have, had to say right now, who do you think the man on their boat is? Let's see, and. Other that isn't dead that we've lost track of, man. I I got nothing. All right, well, let's keep Tom. thinking about it. It's Tom. You know, Tom is definitely still dead. Tom. <laughs> no, no, he, he he got his heart taken out <laughs> and he survived the wound because it would have hit his heart. That's fair. Um. Oh, and of course, Ben reveals there that they are here to search for him. Okay, so let's talk about our lock or our Jack group. They start off with Daniel Faraday, just uh, just a little oh, guy. Oh yeah, not uh, just a little small bean. <laughs> and they don't have too many questions for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I understand because, like, when you're writing a show, you have to like move things along. But like, I feel like there's a lot. I I have a lot of concerns about whether or not that would actually happen versus interrogating the shit out of him yes but they do think they're about to be That's saved true. so whatever dude leads them to a metal case full of biohazard bags and a gas mask. yeah um meanwhile i guess uh juliet and saeed is a fun pairing they're both kind of cold killers yeah. in that they do what needs to be done and so two of the most cold-blooded characters on the island i'd say I'd like to see Juliet with the torture bag. See what she yeah, can get I feel get like she to. can figure some things out. <laughs> yeah, uh, Faraday confirms that rescuing you is not our primary objective here, <laughs> but then uh, scampers off in search of Miles. And they find Miles asleep on those rocks that we have seen a million times in this show. Yeah, the Trek rocks. Yes. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, eventually, you know, eventually Miles, he is faking. He has them at gunpoint. Great little little wink from Jack. Yeah, very hammy. And eventually they go to Naomi's body. Um, Miles confirms that it was not, uh, that she was, that they're not lying. Uh, they go to Lapidus. Lapidus, Lapidus. I guess we should say what we have from Lapidus first. Uh, he pulls himself up over the bush. He sees the cow, which I assume is from Mikhail's little uh, little farmhouse. I hope the cow's all right. I think he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Shoots his flare. Eventually, uh, they get to him, uh, Jack and, and Kate and, and everybody. Uh, great little scene with Lapidus and uh, Juliet, too, where he realizes that she was not uh, on the plane. Yep, yep. And that's when Miles comes over has a picture of Ben going through airport security. <laughs> what the fuck? Right? That's a fun one. One doesn't imagine Ben off the island ever. Yeah. At least I know I had. No, but apparently he can go. So, um, yeah, like, uh, 
overall, maybe not the episode that you wanted after that premiere, but um, I still think a pretty good one in terms of advancing the story and, and really setting things up that are uh, that are to come. My, my jet lag over uh, season starts uh, by no means means those episodes in particular are bad. Yeah, it's interesting that, yet again, the show makes makes a new development uh ben linus focused completely yeah in that you know it's revealed to be their objective but again when you have when you have that kind of resource i mean why not Uh, yeah making him sort of the linchpin of the show just makes too much sense yeah i wonder if he would go to the five guys after airport security and just bring a bunch of like stinky fast food in a bag onto the plane i feel like ben is the type of guy who uh, laments the loss of like the first class dining cart. He misses the days when like you'd get like you know steak au poivre on uh, on your flight. Yeah, Juan used to used to be able to smoke. He used to mean some. Good episode. Next week uh, is episode three of season four. It's called The Economist. It's actually just uh, about a weird episode. It's a documentary about the neoliberal. Uh, magazine the economist um i'll take it it's called the economist it is a saeed focused episode oh shit okay maybe one of the six all right so we will see um and yeah uh if you like us keep listening tell your friends do whatever and we will talk to you guys next week